Hey everyone, before we begin, we want to give a huge shout out to our newest Patreon sponsors, Aislinn and Adeline Sandman. Your generous donations go directly towards the musical theater artists you hear on our program. If you have an interest in becoming a sustaining member, just like Aislinn and Adeline, head over to our site at patreon.com slash whatwillshedonext to find out more. That's Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N. And after you're done there, check out our friends at the Catch-Up Crew Podcast. This weekly podcast brings current events to kids in an easy and understandable way. Join the Catch-Up Crew each Friday as they catch up together. You don't want to miss it. Welcome to another episode of What Will She Do Next? I'm your host, Gabrielle Mirabella, and together with composer Ernie Bird, Hello. we've created a podcast that celebrates some of our favorite historical women. On today's episode, one brave woman uses her voice to inspire change. This episode was written by myself with music and production by Ernie Bird. Hello! Our featured guest stars include Jonathan Timpanelli, Gabrielle Reed, and C.E. Smith. And playing today's leading role, we have Yasmeen Suleiman. Enjoy. Enjoy! Are you feeling stuck? Does the challenge presented before you seem pretty unsolvable? Or perhaps, like many of us right now, you feel confined, with no place to go, no room to grow. Well, don't worry. You're not alone. Join us as we investigate seemingly impossible situations from the lives of history's most famous women and ask ourselves, what will she do next? What will she do? Today's historical woman, Congresswoman Shirley Chisholm, teacher, politician, the first black woman in Congress, and the first to run for president of the United States of America. Now, before she gets too stuck... Excuse me. Could we try something new this episode? Maybe shake up the system? Not at all, Congresswoman Chisholm. Thank you. I'll take it from here. Like she said, my name is Shirley Chisholm, and I'm here to prove how everyday citizens, just like yourselves, have the power to stand up for what's right and the power to make change happen. But before we do all that, let's first take a look back. My voice is your voice. My vote is a vote for the future. The future. The future. I was born on November 30th, 1924, in Brooklyn, New York. My parents, Charles and Ruby St. Hill, were both immigrants from the island country of Barbados. Not long after I came along, I was joined by my two little sisters, Muriel and Odessa. I just loved to learn. 
By the time I had finished high school, I was top of my class. And after that, Brooklyn College, where I studied to become a teacher. After graduation, I began searching for employment, but although I had graduated with top marks, finding a job proved difficult. Back in the 1940s, employment opportunities for women were scarce, and even more so for women of color. Uh, thank you for coming in, miss. I'll see you out now. Did I get the job? Pardon? I have everything you need. The skills, the education, the talent. Oh, yes, but... At least give me a try. <clears throat> Let me be frank, dear. This is a leadership position, and you look, well, too young. All right. Let me be frank. I think you're wrong. Well... <laughs> I got the job. Director of daycare centers all across New York. Education was my passion. It gave me purpose and joy, but it also gave me insight into the lack of resources available to the black and Puerto Rican families of my city. I knew this was wrong and I knew it had to change, but it would be a few more years before I figured out how. Let's fast forward to the 1960s. We're still in Brooklyn, but I'm a bit older and I'm ready to make change happen. That's why we're here, the 17th District Democratic Club, a group where once a month, residents are able to speak with their elected officials, members of the state assembly. Go ahead, what's your question? The assemblymen sat high on a platform while, one by one, the residents approached the microphone. Sir, sanitation continues to skip our block. They drive right past us on the way to the white communities. I've been out of work for two months now. All I ask for is an opportunity. While the residents spoke, the assemblymen sat quietly listening. And then do you know what they did next? Absolutely nothing. We'll deal with all this at the next meeting. Good night. <sighs> oh, come on now. So, the next meeting, I decided to do something. I walked right up to the microphone and I spoke. Yes, miss. What's your question? What is the use of this council? Excuse me? Why won't anything get done? One question at a time. I would make yourselves comfortable, councilmen. I've only just begun. The people of the city wait patiently, quietly. All they seem to hear is wait your turn While the leaders of the board sit passively, silently As if the problems of the people weren't their concern You made a promise to keep this city safe and free And if we cannot count on you, then it might as well be me Oh, when something breaks, you fix it. If you step in a mess, do not dismiss it. The way it was doesn't work anymore. So why not? So why not? So why not? Try something new. After I spoke that night, do you know what the assembly did next? They actually did their job. Finally. And over the next few years, I worked with other women of the group to raise money for the community. Women were the backbone of the club, yet we weren't allowed to handle our own money. 
You bet I spoke to the council again. But this time, I wasn't alone. What is the use of this insult? Tell him, Shirley. Without us, nothing would get done. Ladies! Please make, make yourselves comfortable, gentlemen. We've only just begun. The women in the room work tirelessly, endlessly. Endlessly. All they seem to hear is keep your place. Women have so much to offer us. Lucky. to us cause when something breaks you fix it joined forces that day and won. And in 1964, they elected me as their New York State Assemblywoman. My work in Albany was important, but to truly change the broken system in New York, I had to go farther. So, in 1969, I ran for Congress. People shook their heads. Oh, a black woman had never done it before. But what they didn't realize was that I wasn't running alone. of my district did next? They elected me as their congresswoman. The way it was doesn't work anymore. So why not? So why not? So why not? Buy something new. I entered my first year of Congress fighting. They even gave me a nickname, Fighting Shirley Chisholm. Has a nice ring to it. Now, the first thing you do when you enter Congress is to be assigned a committee, a group that focuses on one very important issue. Committee assignments are on their way. Oh, I couldn't wait to hear my assignment. Would I be on the Education Committee or Housing, Employment? How best could I help the people of New York City? Congresswoman Chisholm? Yes, Speaker McCormick, I'm here. Let's see where they've put you. Huh. Well, I don't know how many cows they have in Brooklyn, but you've been assigned to agriculture. Agriculture? Did you say agriculture? 
Yes, Congresswoman, that is your but, assignment. But I can't help the people of Brooklyn through farming. Congresswoman, may we speak for a moment? Representative Jacob H. Gilbert of the Bronx pulled me aside, guiding me towards his office. I know it's frustrating, Shirley, but new members rarely get what they want. This is not about what I want. This is about what's best for the people I represent. Don't you see that? I do, but this isn't Brooklyn. If you break the rules in Washington, there's no coming back. It's just the way it is. But just think about it and come back when you're ready. If I fight this thing, I could risk my entire political career. But if I don't fight for what's right, I risk so much more. What will I do? Good question, Congresswoman. What will you do? But before we find out, let's first take a look at her options. Will Shirley choose option one? Fine. They can have this one, but in a few years, I'll really make a difference. Or will she choose option two? Agriculture doesn't sound terrible. Maybe I'll move to a farm. Or will she choose option three? The only reason I'm here is because of the people I serve. No way am I keeping quiet. Now that we can clearly see her options, which one do you think she will choose? Take a moment to think it over. All right, got your answer? Now let's find out which option she will choose. Take your seats. We're back. I'd like to first... Look at this newest legislation. What? What's happening? Mr. Speaker, I have something to say. This is highly irregular, Congresswoman. Not for me, it isn't. My fellow members of Congress, I think it would be hard to imagine an assignment that is less relevant to my background or to the needs of the predominantly black and Puerto Rican people who elected me, many of whom are unemployed, hungry, and badly housed than the one I was given. Therefore, I officially reject my committee assignment. And do you know what Congress did next? They changed my assignment. And from that day on, it was clear exactly who I was fighting for. My voice is your voice. We will hear my, my voice say. I am here for America. Without me, that is you. Cause when something breaks, you fix it. If you stop in a mess, do not dismiss it. If the way it was doesn't work anymore, then why not? Then why not? was faced with a seemingly impossible situation. But no matter the consequence, she forever remained a catalyst for change. So, the next time you're feeling stuck, I wonder, what will you 
do next. Sing it with us now. Cause we're something great. Every episode, we are featuring a very special guest star. You! Today, we have Molly from the Small But Mighty podcast. Molly's podcast is all about kids and making an impact in the world. Hi, Hi Molly. Molly. Tell us all about your favorite historical woman. Hi, my name is Molly, and I am, live in West Des Moines. Today I'm going to be talking about Kate Shepard. She is my favorite woman in history. She was born in 1847 in Liverpool, England. She grew up in England, then she moved to New Zealand when she was 25. Kate was most remembered for her fights for women's rights, and thanks to her, now we can vote, wear, co- wear any clothes we want, and play sports. She most inspired me because, okay, picture this, 74 ice cream trucks by each other. She had a longer roll of signatures than that. I know, amazing. <laughs> 